Once more, the ear-splitting roar of a crowd fills your ears. These rambunctious yells echo as they have maybe dozens of times now. Around you are new sounds. Sounds that can only be described as chit-chat. Our Golden Tree Guilders find themselves in yet another new location here in this very strange portion of the restricted section of the library. It takes you all a second to realize what is different about this setting from the many, many other different settings that you've already found yourselves in abruptly. As you get your bearings, you realize where you are can only be described as backstage. You look around and you see your fellow guilders. You are all kind of once again wearing your same adventuring garb that you walked into this place with. And all around you, just whirling with activity, are people, are humanoids. All of them wearing different clothes, seemingly performing different functions, some of them chatting with one another, others grabbing things, moving them, doing God knows what in order to get this production back on track. And all of them are Larry Steves. (laughs) Oh no. I like this less now. (laughs) That's right. Larry Steves, your sort of artificial intelligence game show host, who is some version of travel writer Trip Steves is the face of every single individual who's working backstage. You see a Larry Steves with a custodian outfit. You see a Larry Steves wearing all black, running lines with another Larry Steves. You see another setting up a craft services table. (laughs) Is there a Larry Steves with a wig getting their makeup done? Absolutely, and a Larry Steves doing the makeup. Excellent. And in front of you is a large curtain where it is clear that all of the crowd noise, slightly dampened as it is, is coming from. A few moments after you kind of come to consciousness in this new place, a Larry Steves, who again has a holographic humanoid head that is rotating 360 degrees slowly at all times, approaches you all. This Larry Steve looks up from their clipboard, checking a few things off, says, oh, hey, hey, guys, oh, I just wanted to say from all of us here, you guys have been doing a really great job. We have been working on this for so long, and we really we really weren't sure that we were ever going to get mortals in here ever again, and things were looking pretty dire for us, but hey, you guys, you guys were here, and you have, oh, you've done such a good job. I know I speak for all of us, in saying we're really excited to keep working with you guys. And he just claps, we'll say Kaskrin, on the shoulder and turns to to leave. Did he say keep 
working with I, I believe with he us? did. And Caspin's going to reach out to Larry as he's kind of like, at this point, having gone through multitudes of game shows, is going to grab his shoulder and say, you mean keep working for this last one, right? The finale, you said. Yes, this is the finale. Um, I, uh, I actually shouldn't be the one talking to you uh, about this. Larry, Larry, can you get Larry for me? Yeah, that one. Thank you. Great. He'll be right with you, I promise. And he turns to power walk away from you. As soon as this Larry walks away, a flurry of Larry activity surrounds you for a few moments before the original question mark, Larry Steves in his dress robes, again, the equivalent essentially of a suit and tie, but in wizardly robes, steps out and just says, oh, hey guys, uh, someone said you uh, you needed to talk to me. Hey, I just wanted to say again, man, you guys have done a really great job. Really, really saved us out there by putting on a good show. Go and grab whatever you need from the craft services table. Get geared up. We still have a couple Larry, minutes before. Larry, Larry, yeah. I, I appreciate your enthusiasm. But I believe you said this was going to be the last one. Yes. Right? Yeah, the like, last one of the episode. Yes. No, it's big. Finally getting to the end there. Putting a nice kind of big epic. Guys, you just wait till you see what we have out there. It is massive. It's really going to get the people going and get people excited for that next episode. And then, you know, that'll buy us some time to come up with some new ideas. Wait, wait, but we we came here for the books. We need the books so that we can go and use the books. Um, We've been doing all of this for the books, Larry. We need Arcane Anthony's amazing Atlas and Almanac and the book plane spotting and Val will point to Cass and Sel and like show them the cards guys we're here to check these books out oh let me let me stop you there it has been for the books I mean mm-hmm. that's the audience and he, he actually like he walks towards the curtain and he peeks out just a little tiny bit kind of right in the middle and pulls open the curtain. You can see not the entirety of kind of what is out there, but is in a, another arena. And he gestures to all the people in the audience. He's like, you're doing it for them, the books. They love you. You are absolutely, and, and hey, wow, what a champion attitude. that You're doing it for the books. Amen. Yes, and that's why you're going to be a star. Val has no response to the wordplay <laughs> right now. <laughs> What we have here is a failure to communicate. We are here to check out those two books from the library of Agmar. And I will reach into my robe and pull out the card for the almanac. Can I see that? No. Um, I... Mind links. Mind no, links. I, of, do not, do not just, take I that out. I need to know what... I need to know what book it is. I, we I, told you. It's, well, I, well, but so, it's, there's so, more information. Self will hold up the card. Make a dexterity saving throw. Val will straight up tackle Larry. <laughs> I was good. Well, it was, 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 was going to be a... Larry, we, we see with our eyes, not with our hands. La- Larry Steve's lunges for the card. 
18 for the deck save? Uh, he rolled a three on the die, so... <laughs> uh, uh, very clumsily, he just, like, after Val's either mind-linking or out loud being like, do not Probably give it to both. him. Do she's, not give it to stressed. him. He just kind of, like, very casually looks at looks at Val, looks at Sel, looks at Kaskrin, who has not even proffered his card uh-uh, at this point. Absolutely not. And he just lunges itself <laughs> very awkwardly and tries desperately to just grab it from him, but doesn't even literally lay a finger on self, let alone try to actually grasp it. And he stands up and he straightens his robe a little I, bit. I'll just keep this here where it's safe. And then I will make a show of putting it back into my robe. But as soon as Larry looks away, I will be moving it. No, that's that's fine. That's fine. Um, so I don't, I don't work for the library. I'm not a real person. I am a semi-amalgamation of a version of an apparently semi-ancient travel writer. And I'm feeling totally normal about that, as well as feeling totally normal about being surrounded by other books that have a degree of sentience who now need to be entertained and are getting a little violent about it. Thank you very... Um, I'm sorry. What I meant to say is I don't have your books. Never have. Larry. Larry. Larry's! Every Larry turns and looks wide-eyed and nervous. And Kaskrin will actually, like, pull back the curtain from backstage and, like, point out to the audience and is like, Larry, where are the books? Are oh, they out I, there? Of course, I, I told you they're out there. Um, Yeah, no, I, look, look, it's fine. It's fine. This has been great, right? You guys have had fun. We've had fun. Ratings have been really high. Why don't we do a couple more episodes just so we can kind of get our feet under us, right? And get the get the format together. But but then we'll figure out how to get you your books and then we'll do more episodes. I imagine as Larry has been talking, doing his little speech right there, there are like two other Larrys that are PAs, like production assistants, like coming over, rushing to close the curtain because absolutely not. They are not ready for that curtain to be open. They are not. They come to close the curtain, but see the tense situation in front of them and no one, (laughs) no one steps up to do anything about it. Self will kind of put a hand on Cass and wave to Val and include Checkers in it, even though Checkers has not created any kind of outburst up until this point. Where is Checkers? Checkers and Mango are currently at the craft services table, eating all the tiny sandwiches. <laughs> Perfect. Larry, you uh, you make a compelling argument. Can we discuss it briefly? And I think we can come to some kind of arrangement. Uh, yeah. Oh, of, of course, he says, straightening his dress tie. You take the space that you need. We're all here. We're going to have a good time, right? Smiles, smiles. And he kind of gestures at his, at his face as like a making happy faces at you guys. Hey, you get through this. We'll get the finale. We'll, we'll meet at the wrap, the wrap party afterwards, right? And we'll, we'll talk all about it. Kaskarin is going to reluctantly let the curtain hang back closed. 
takes one more look at Larry as he's kind of like finger gunning and walking away. And then he's going to look at Selv with like this frustrated look, but he knows it's like, it's not itself, you know, because he can't be frustrated at him. All right, Selv, what do you got? I have a way of locating the books in the audience that we need. When that happens, note where they are. And then we just have to figure out the best way to get up there and grab them. Kaskrin is going to look at Selv, look at Val, and then take one more look around at all of the Larrys backstage. There is one Larry that is crouching down at Checkers right now as he is stuffing sandwiches into his face. And you can see Kaskrin, him whispering to, to Checkers. You, I think, very obviously have been really the star of this endeavor so far. You know, I think you got a lot of quick wits. The frog angle, boy, that really sells. I think that's really going to take us pretty far. So look, it's not me. You do whatever you want. They're your friends. But if I were you and you were looking to really capitalize on that, I would say maybe it's time to be a solo act. Maybe it's time to recruit some new team members. Just a thought. I mean, I don't know. Kaskrin is going to yell at Checkers. They're like, we're doing a huddle, Checkers. Get over here. Hang on, I'm talking to Larry about something. <laughs> I'm just saying, you seem like an, a natural leader of a group. And hey, us Larrys, we work very well together. Mm-hmm. And we don't yell to communicate our needs for when we are doing, say, group huddles or something. Just something to think about. Mm. You make some good points, Larry. Maybe it is time to take this show on the road. All right, all right. I'll get back to you about this one. Cast needs something. Checkers! Does this Larry give Checkers a, a business card? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sli- he slips then, it into, then, into Mango's saddlebag. Uh, and then just like as he walks away, puts a... Call uh, me, uh, call uh, me. His mouth, call me. Sending stone me. <laughs> Message me. As you all group back together backstage and start putting your heads together a little bit before you get to share any theories, any schemes, any of that other adventure nonsense that you all are up to, you start to hear a chorus of Larry Steve's voices. Just say quiet, quiet on stage, backstage, quiet, quiet. Ready on set, ready on set, ready on set, ready on set. And everything goes quiet backstage. As you see, we'll call him Larry Steve's Prime. (laughs) (laughs) Rematerialize out of nowhere, just kind of stepping past you all, ignoring your previous interactions, or at least trying his best to. Clears his throat. You can hear him whisper under his breath. All right. Let's get him, Larry. And he steps out through the curtain that you guys have been hiding behind this whole time. And you guys just get a tiny flash once more of this raucous crowd as the curtain parts. It is as if this soundproofing has a crack in it just for a moment. And just the full force of the screams hit you guys. And it is getting wild out there. As intense as that first bit was... All of the repeated games have seemingly really gotten people into a frenzy for games. Which is, like, (laughs) surprising because you described some of these books, crowds, fans as, like, ravenous for more. So I 
Sophie I'm afraid for Val. Yeah. In this arena. Yeah, you guys, because they are so far away and because you only kind of get that glimpse of it, you're not able to make out details, but there is a different energy <laughs> already. As the curtains kind of close, you can hear Larry Steves using his thaumaturgical stick to announce to the crowd. Hello, everyone. Welcome back once more for the final event of today's show. And there is this mix of cheers and boos that start to rain down. As this all hits, Larry Steves calls out, no, 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 please, please. Of today's show, ladies and gentlemen and germs, don't worry. Don't worry. There will be so much more ahead, but all good things have to come to a close, at least for a little while, right? More booze. Mm -hmm. It is not met well, (laughs) but Larry Steves, being the professional he is, carries on. And Larry says, and boy, what a finale we have for you all, ladies and gentlemen. Now, some of our discerning viewers and audience members may notice that A full one-eighth of this arena has been evacuated. Sure, that has led to a few people having to sit in one another's laps or be thrown (laughs) out of the arena entirely. But let me assure you, it is all worth it. So now you're saying there's a small crowd that is ready to riot outside of this. (laughs) Yes, correct. viewing area. Correct. Oh, God. You can see, what it seems, is that pitchforks? Are those those, uh, torches being lit? Is something burning in the distance? (laughs) Because everyone, now it is time for our largest spectacle yet. The Libro Crag, 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 Crag. I would like everyone to roll me a strength saving throw. <laughs> Selv with a 10. Val with an 11. 16 and 18 for Checkers and Mango. Great. And Cascrain with a 12. <laughs> <laughs> so, as soon as the word Libro Crag, not I guess is said, but also echoes several times, all of you except the frog contingent of the party. <laughs> As well as several Larry Steveses, Steve's eye, Steve Depusses, Larry's, Larry Steve. Steves, yes, are all knocked onto the ground. Wow! As there is an earthquake, some sort of seismic event, as you can hear even through these seemingly soundproofed curtains, a huge. Thud doesn't even begin to encompass the incredible weighty sound that you all hear. There's a moment where things are quiet and cheers once again bellow out from the entire crowd. And Larry Steve says, that's right, everyone. For the first time ever, we are bringing this brand new event straight to you all right here inside the arena and by inside I mean right freaking next to you <laughs> what kind of host would I be if I weren't immediately bringing all of our incredible contestants including the mortals of the golden tree guild out 
into the arena. Come on down, contestants. And before you guys even move, some of you are probably even still picking yourself yeah, yeah, out yeah. off the ground. The curtains fly open. And what is the scene that everyone, what does the audience see? Selv is actually in the process of standing back up and offering a hand to Val and Cass and trying to look like maybe we had been sitting down and resting that whole time. <laughs> and uh, now it was just that we were called, we were getting to our feet and not because we were surprised and knocked over by some kind of enormous thud. And Cashgrin is like desperately reaching for your arm cell because it's like he can't <laughs> see anything. It's like the spotlights have just been beamed directly into his eyes. And he's just like, oh, God, where is anything? Oh, God. Val is like the opposite where she got knocked on her butt and like just put her elbows on top of her knees and just did like a <sighs> like she's over this. The library games were really fun. She was very into it. Burned all of her energy, all of her enthusiasm in the first eternity, infinite <laughs> number of games that have happened. But as Self reaches his hand down, she like looks up at him, rolls her eyes, and begrudgingly takes his hand to get up. She's just like, Self, you said you had a plan and I really hope it works. And in contrast, Checkers is really just feeding off of the energy that the crowd is putting out now. Like, the curtains open, the spotlights start, the crowd starts cheering. For Checkers specifically. For Checkers specifically. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is his <laughs> beginning. Yeah, he's yeah. standing strong. You see the Larry Steve stagehand in the back, just out of the corner of your eye. Oh, me! Yeah, right, one of them just like winks at Checkers. And Checkers... Despite the struggles that we've had as the Golden Tree, despite all the games that have happened, a single tear just <laughs> rolls down his eye as he knows that he will look back on this time fondly. <laughs> everyone everyone should have the experience of an entire arena chanting yeah, their name. Exactly. Everyone should have the experience of being checkers, I yeah, think, it's probably. A like, ultimately, yeah. even if it's just for one day, to be Man, that liberated. I feel like... Checkers is the Rixian version of a four-year-old boy in a Batman costume. Yeah. You know, that <laughs> yeah. confidence, Correct. energy level. Correct. A hundred percent. If I could get a Batman hat, I would wear it. Yeah. Huh. I'll think about that. <laughs> now I'm trying to picture Jonathan doing the Checkers voice, but deepening it because yeah. he's Batman. I'm Checkers. I'm, Checkers. Me. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, Checkers, as you're having your very emotional moment, yes. as your, your gaze pans around this arena, it is giant, but also it feels much closer than the <laughs> original arena that you guys were in. The audience is, instead of being very distant, is now a very real presence all around you. The thing that I would say maybe stands out even more is a cloud of dust on the far end of the arena. And as everyone else is, because they are lame and not cool like you and right. Mango, mm -hmm. are dusting themselves off, you checkers are the first one to see that there is now a giant mountain <laughs> replacing a portion of the arena that has clearly been dropped <laughs> here 
and all over it are pockmarked with strange jutting crevices. There are dips, there are dives, there are maybe small little structures, all kinds of strange things that you can't really make out from here, but are clearly mountain plus. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is there, because there's still other teams that are like our competition, right? I was going to mention they have just materialized. As soon as the curtains opened up, all the kind of shadowy figures that you guys have been at least nominally competing with are just appear out of nowhere. They were not backstage with you. They were not interacting with you, nor have they essentially this whole time. But now you guys are surrounded by three other teams. And at the very top of this mountain, you can see just barely a small chrome glint of what must be a doorway. <laughs> Self kind of looks around the stage and all of these apparently fans of the uh, Libro Crag and nods and uh, says to his fellow guilders, watch for the books. I am actually going to try to grab the shouting rod, the thaumaturgical stick out of Larry's hand, and I am going to make an announcement. Larry Steves, first of all, very distracted by the crowd. And also, he's a big old nerd, so uh, (laughs) Self would easily be able to just uh, go over and snatch this out of his hand. And then I will hold the, uh, the stick up and say into it, as I have seen Larry Steves use it before. If I may have but a moment, we of the Golden Tree Guild have an announcement to make. Larry Steves is clearly very uncomfortable. He is, <laughs> his posture is ramrod straight. His face is a grim pulled mask of a fake smile that is very nervous, that looks like he is about to have whatever the artificial intelligence equivalent of a heart attack <laughs> is. And I will uh, walk to center stage and look out at the audience of books and say, books, booklets, and bound pages of all kinds. We of the Golden Tree Adventuring Guild have decided to dedicate this next event to two very special books in the audience. Will Arcane Anthony's Amazing Atlas and Almanac and Plane Spotting please stand and be recognized? Immediately, spotlights start searching around the crowd, just going crazy all over the place. And as soon as the two are found, another raucous cheer kind of rings out, as well as. You can't tell maybe some fist fights. It's not it's not entirely clear, but there is a response at least and clearly you can just barely make out a few semi-translucent figures just kind of fist pumping <laughs> in the audience where the spotlights have found them. And then I will walk back to Larry Steves, hand him his uh mod uh, thaumaturgical uh, stick. You do that thing where he doesn't move, so you just have to put it inside of his like clenched fist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then I will head back to the others, and I'll just say, Target's acquired. Let's get them. So Val is watching for these books, and are they both on the same side? 
of the Libro Craig? Uh, no, they are unfortunately on opposite sides. Dang. Good question. Dang, dang, dang. So she will make a note and try to figure out, like, pinpoint those. And will, as Selv is finishing his announcement, turn to cast and checkers like, we got it. We're going to go get those books. It's going to be great. What are the teams? So Val, from behind you, you hear thunderclap. And you hear the sound of rain begin to echo from behind you. And all of a sudden, before you even realize it, you are being lifted up (laughs) onto the back of now a 10-foot-tall mango. Yes! All right, Val. Let's go. Let's get those books. Heck yeah! Let's do it, checkers! And Val just kind of slumps forwards and grabs as much of Mango's back of head and neck and like gives him a big hug. Yes. She, like squishes herself <laughs> into Spread eagle yeah. <laughs> face first onto frog. I'm imagining that as part of the uh, uniform for this event, we had both our jumpsuits, but we also had helmets that had like visors that you could like shoot down. <laughs> <laughs> but they're very lame. They're like yeah, the, oh, yeah. the COVID face mask visors. They're yeah. not like sick biker helmets. <laughs> yeah. And Casquin is like gonna just shoot his down. Look out into the audience. Look to self. It's go time. Larry snaps out of his stupor. And just as he is kind of rounding on all of you guys, his face while rotating is clearly very worried, angry, upset. A lot of things all at once. And he goes to cover the thaumaturgical stick and start to talk to you guys. When you guys hear the now painfully familiar horn countdown sound. <laughs> wah, 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 ding! And then you all see all of the competitor shades immediately start sprinting across this whole field. As we will now enter a skills challenge. As you hear Larry Steve say, wait, hold on! Wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? Wait, come back here! But it's too late. (laughs) (laughs) Val is just holding on to Mango, enjoying the ride like, heck yeah. (laughs) Everyone, please roll me initiative. Selv with a 19. Kaskrin with a (laughs) 5. Checkers with a 21. Val with a 9. So... Everyone is running across this field, and it doesn't take you guys very long to kind of get to the base of this quote-unquote mountain that has been dropped in the middle of this arena. And you see everyone else start to climb and clamber up this. The first person, at least of the Golden Tree group, to get there is Checkers. Checkers, what do you do? So, in addition to the Libro Crag itself... I'm imagining that there's a lot of, like, cranes, essentially, around this mountain. You know those, like, big steel beams that are, like, you know, moving around? Like in a New York, like in Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. The video <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or I imagine- the uh, medieval equivalent in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, correct. I'm imagining there's a lot of those, like, steel beams being moved around on cranes, and I'm going to try to use them as a shortcut to get up higher. Cool. Absolutely. I'm actually hoping that Mango can use his athletics ability to take both Val and myself up to the top of one of these steel beams. 
yeah, we'll say in front of you guys, there is this quote unquote easier path that you could take, but it is very kind of similar to the semi-obstacle rope and bell course that you had previously, except yeah, just big logs at a variety of kind of different levels, all kind of swinging around mm-hmm. in different patterns Okay, uh, cool. that, that you would have no problem climbing up or that mango would have no problem climbing up with you guys. Cool. Awesome. So I'm going to roll athletics. Mango has advantage because he's a large boy. 17 for athletics. That is a success. Way to go, Mango. Val just rubs his head. (laughs) Good good job. Uh, So he's now kind of like up at the top of this contraption and kind of moving past all of the obstacles in your guys' way. Yep. Perfect. Selv, you are the next one up kind of on the other side of this little configuration. What would you like to do? Well, I'm kind of imagining this like uh, American Ninja Warrior. And, yep, correct. And so I'm thinking one of the obstacles is there is actually a section of the ramp that we're going up where all of a sudden there is no more ramp. And there's just a series of slanted slabs yeah. of rock. Yeah. Yep, 45 <laughs> yeah, yeah. degree angles yeah, and yeah, then yeah. a pool yeah. of water at the bottom. Yes, yep. exactly. <laughs> and so as Selv is, is running up there, he is going to leap from little rock outcropping to outcropping section and dance the four or five steps to the other side across this water-filled crag. Perfect. Sounds like an acrobatics, perhaps? Uh, that's what, what I you're was hoping. thinking. Great. That is a 19 on the die for a total of 25. That oh, wow. is absolutely wow. a success. So you guys all see Selv just like hop skipping across these like progressively wider gaps. And don't worry, there's a lot of other avenues that the non-Selv members of the party can do so that you guys are not forced to also do it. <laughs> right, because at, at the very end of it, he stops. He's like, yes. And then looks back and is like, oh, Cass. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Val, you are atop a mango You're who is also atop a variety of kind of like a log jungle gym, if, mm. if you will. What would you like to do? I realize Val's trained in charisma skills, <laughs> surprisingly. Indeed, yep. You know, teaching people. So Val would like to use that charisma to really rally the crowd next to her and really have them cheer on Mango. (laughs) Like, Mango needs to be the star of this show. (laughs) This is his this is his mountain. He he was always he was always the star of the show. Yes, but but he got sidelined in the last game because he couldn't speak common. That poor boy. Uh, Mostly Mm -hmm. I think was the reason. So I think maybe yeah, maybe his spirits are a little low that he didn't get to participate Mm -hmm. last time. So he's got something to prove. Yeah. And like he just did a lot of cool parkour. So he Mm -hmm. needs So what do you, are you, this is a persuasion performance? I was going to use persuasion to start a chant of mango, mango, and just really get the crowd to cheer mango. You guys have been doing great. You have name recognition with the crowd as Mm -hmm. we have canonically established. So give it a shot. Oh no. (laughs) I rolled poorly. Okay. I rolled a three. No. For an eight. I was going to say, a total? Yeah. <laughs> a total of 21. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, the crowd is just too hectic, too loud. You are not amplified. And so your cheers, you're just kind of like arm pumping as you're on top of Mango. Just looks like you're really happy to be yeah. right. I'm just, I'm just 
it looks like I'm just on beat to the jock jam. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, alas, Casker and Brightmane, last but not least, you see Selv on the other side yep. of this platform. What would you like to do? Kaskrin is just climbing. Just, <laughs> I'm just climbing some rocks, and like you can see, Kaskrin is like you know full on like Spider Man up these like boulders on the side, while Selv is off to the other side, like jumping back and forth over these gaps. And all of a sudden, there is a like huge bucket of like something. Is that like green slime? <laughs> it just gets like overturned on top of this wall that Kaskrin is climbing up. Absolutely. And so he's going to try and hold on for dear life as he gets, uh, what's that? Is it good? Slime. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what we legally can call it. Well, you, as Kaskrin gets good. You yeah. have things. I don't know if we want to use that phrase either. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That you have Glorped. a substance yeah. gets, yes. poured Ka- upon you. Cast gets glorped. G- <laughs> all, all caps, G-L-O-R-P. It does stand. It is an acronym. Don't ask for what. Yep. Mm-hmm. And is this athletics? This is athletics. Yes. That is a 12. Oh, no. Oh. That is a second failure by the Golden Tree Adventuring Guild. So, unfortunately, you are you have that last couple handholds as you're climbing this more sheer part of the course. And all the glorp you can see <laughs> is poured by this bucket of two Larry Steveses wearing mountain camouflage. Like, the faces are painted. They are wearing all gray. Oh, whew. I thought you were going to say, like, hazmat suits. And I was like, oh, no, what, what is this? What Blowing is this? In the dark. I have resistance to poison. And and you start kind of slipping down ever so slightly. You still make some progress, but you're not quite keeping up as much as you would hope. Mm-hmm. Top of the order. Checkers, you are hearing Val valiantly try to get the crowd on Mango specifically mm-hmm. side. It doesn't seem to be working. But you know, being a frog of action, it is your turn. And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyre. Can the gang find Tyre, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength in diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed Goblin Gunslinger. Hi, it's me, Sophie. Do you want more Reckless Attack? Then join our Discord and chat with us in our community. The link for the Discord is in the show notes, or head on over to our website, recklessattack.com. We also have a Patreon. You can listen to our new show, Reckless Snack, and other content if you become a patron. We really appreciate your support, and thank you for listening to the episode.
So I see Val pumping her arms up and down. She's shouting. She's doing her best. But her, her voice just isn't reaching the crowd. Well, we have a way to fix that. So I'm imagining that Checkers is jumping down from the log. He knows he can get back up anytime, and he needs Mango to keep carrying Val up to the top. So I'm going to jump back down, just kind of like sneak behind Larry while he's distracted and just try to yoink, take yeah, that he, stick. He's, he's a little bit more aware of what's going on than when Selv just yanked it from his hand. So you will have to roll for it. Yes. Uh, that's the mechanical reason yes. why you're yelling. Because uh-huh. if anyone can steal better than Selv, it's definitely checkers. So yep. yeah, sleight of hand. That's a natural 20. Ooh. Hey! <laughs> Val, all you know is you were unable to get the crowd to kind of get on Mango's side and you turn back to face kind of the other two frogs that you are with and then suddenly Checkers just has the thaumaturgical (laughs) He didn't go anywhere. You clearly saw Self give it back to Larry Steves but Checkers has one now. And all of a sudden, the entire crowd just hears, what? Checkers? How? (laughs) And I was like, oh, oh, I mean, yeah. Hey. The mic is live. (laughs) So Selv has seen that Cass has been glorped and now notices the couple of Larry's Steve that have overturned this bucket. And so now Selv is kind of looking around, looking for other possibly hidden Larry's Steve's. Oh, absolutely. And uh, in order to either point out to his teammates that there might be something there or to avoid them himself. Perfect. And for that, I am going to attempt to use perception. That seems very reasonable. That's an 18 on the die for a total of 24. You're looking around. You very quickly identify several (laughs) encampments of Larry's (laughs) Steve's. But the most kind of pressing one is that as Kaskrin is kind of laying at the top of the rock wall that you kind of just came over, as the bucket brigade is kind of pulled back, filled with glorp, you see another Larry Steve poke out from a totally different rock with a comedically large broom, (laughs) as if he is about to push Kaskrin back (laughs) off of the rock. What do you say, and Kaskrin, how do you respond in that moment? I am going to shout out, Cass, the broom! And then realizing that Cass probably has no idea what I'm talking about, I am going to make what looks like a somewhat obscene gesture, but isn't, push my fist into the air and um, hmm. and actually use mold earth to create a small stone pillar that will deflect the broom from Cass. Kaskrin, you hear a big like just wouldn't snap as it just goes, oh, wait, 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 what the heck? On the other side of a pillar that was not there a moment ago. And without that, it would have hit Kaskrin for sure, but the extra time that it brings and like the shortening of the broom are just enough for Kaskrin to be able to grab onto the remainder of the broom and pull. And he ends up just like throwing the yep. broom and Larry yep. straight off the <laughs> library crack. Absolutely. Ah, 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 ah. Larry down. Perfect. That is a fourth success. Now, that means you guys have collectively made enough progress. And again, this is all kind of the assuming you guys are making, are are moving even as you're failing roles. You guys now are at the point where you remember this is where the spotlights were, where the two books 
are and where your paths must diverge to accomplish your goals. Val, you are riding atop of the frog stack. You know that to your left is not just the book you want to go to, but also another team of shades between Mm. you and your goal. They're not really paying too close attention to you. Obviously, they're aware of you, but there's a group right there. What would you like to do? So many things, but I feel like because Checkers went through all of this effort (laughs) to get this thaumaturgical stick, Val has to use it. But now with the team right there, I think Val getting a little morale boost from this ride on Mango has rediscovered her sportsmanship and will not encourage the crowd to boo the team of shades, (laughs) but really just reignite her efforts to get the mango chance going now that she has a magically amplified voice. And everybody, it's mango time! (laughs) Mango! Mango! Plane spotting! I know you're out there. Let's hear you Ooh. specifically cheer. <laughs> and so she can like Got it. get yep. the crowd in and then get the spotlight now that she's she and Checkers are closer. Uh-huh. Like zone in on the book she's looking out for. What are you using? Persuasion. I it, usually okay. I don't allow using back to back, but I like everyone cheering for Mango. <laughs> so I will allow it. But this one yeah. turn to get the thaumaturgical <laughs> You say now. that, but also he succeeded on a skill challenge. Yeah. It's still he. Moved, it's not like he sacrificed anything. He got a cantrip <laughs> out of a single dice roll that he had with advantage. I was gonna say you say checkers spent effort. Now it's just like air quotes effort. Right? For, yeah, for exactly. Checkers. Candy from a baby. But you valve. better fucking roll good, Sophie. I want to so badly, but I don't know. It's a lot of pressure now. Yeah, good. It should be. You have this performance anxiety. <laughs> Give me a dice roll. Okay, 17 on the dice. Hey! <laughs> so now that you have the thaumaturgical assistance, you are able to kind of start to get this crowd momentum going. And checkers, how does Mango react to all of these people chanting his name, assuming he understands what they're saying? So I think Mango knows that Val is the one who started this and just like reaches his tongue back and just licks all of Val. <laughs> <laughs> just like as a thank you. And you can see as Val is kind of spurring on the crowd, you have once again kind of identified where the book is and Mango starts even hopping in that yeah. direction. Kaskrin is like just pulling himself up while he's like on this clearing and trying to take in the scene. Like he's trying to find where Antony's amazing almanac and or Antony's amazing atlas and almanac arcane, arcane Anthony's Anthony. amazing <laughs> atlas and almanac I'm not going to say sure. it again so it's just that one sink tuple that, yeah. that's the one and the he's almanac trying, he's trying to find it and he's like okay there it is it's surrounded by other books yes you know somewhere in the crowd but you know he notices like there's a lot of supporters of the Pythagorean pandas around there. You know, there's a lot of books wearing just like panda hats painted black and white. Like they're vibing. They're ready. Absolutely. Yes. The crowd is going like as soon as you get into there, the crowd is going to be a factor. Absolutely. And Kaskrin is like standing there looking at them. All of a sudden he feels like someone bump him from behind. And one of the shades has just like come up from the same obstacle and like bumps into Kaskrin. 
Kaskrin, seeing the opportunity, turns around and like pushes the other uh, guy and is like trying to start a riot Ooh, in okay. order to like drain the crowd from the stands onto the field. Oh, oh like a crowd yeah, rush. Like a crowd rush. He's just like, he, we're like pu- he's like trying to push him back and like, forth. Like, no, you he's, got to like 300 Spartan yeah, kick yeah. this. Yeah, he's like going to like intimidate him and is just like, I want a riot. Okay. All right. What would you like to roll for that? I would like to intimidate him. I think that is reasonable, where you're just trying to be big, scary, and violent to inspire more big, scary violence. Yeah, and he's like looking at that crowd of Pythagorean panda supporters, and he's like, you know. He's like, this uh, is yeah. your champion? No! You're next. If you ever think that Checkers has not rubbed off on Cass, <laughs> I want you to remember this moment. Yep. Where Cass has ins- trying to inspire Riot. a riot. riot. Town guardsman. That is a natural 20. <gasps> oh, is that one of those? Yeah, yeah. I just like, couldn't figure out which one it was. <laughs> oh, nice. Wow. Describe this to me. What happens as you as you push this person? So there's like a little back and forth. You know, I push him, he pushes me. But because he's on the side of this sheer cliff, Kaskrin 300 kicks him off of the cliff and he goes sailing towards the ground below. Into those giant foam mats, yeah, for, for safety. Yes, exactly. I was going to say into the glorp. <laughs> Both good. All of a sudden, the same crowd of the panda supporters begin like pushing on all sides some of these other supporters of the golden tree, and like they're pushing back. And now there's like suddenly commotion and violence up around Amazing Anthony's book, and they're like pushing down. They're all starting to like climb over the stands and get down onto the ground and like there's just like this big brawl happening. The crowds begin to like drain out from the bottom and like climb over the stands like flood out onto the field and fight each other. The question I have is are the two books that we wanted to get now running down towards the field? I'll put it this way. This is no this is still valuable because I'm imagining it as now everyone is more concerned with beating the shit out of each other than they would be trying to stop or contain or Mm -hmm. react to you guys. As this all starts to kind of break loose a Larry Steves who was hidden a few feet away from you on the mountain again just absolutely covered in what must be gray paint or something just like stands upright and says hey that's not that's not very sporting. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? And you just hear all up and down this mountain a chorus of, hey, hey, what are you doing there? What are you doing? What are they doing? What do you see what they're doing? Finally, this chorus also kind of feeds into this now full on riot. And you hear in one unified Larry's Steve's voice. They're trying to escape. They're trying to leave. Stop them! And you all see all of the shades kind of surrounding you guys that are still there, at least the ones that have not been thrown down mountains or (laughs) absorbed into group violence, turn at you all and kind of ready themselves to grab you, stop you, do something. But you also have six successes. You only need a couple more before you are successfully at the books. Top of the order, checkers, it is your turn. The crowd... Is I'm going to rule no longer cheering Mango. Yeah, uh, maybe there. Maybe it's kind of mixed in as like a battle cry every once in a while. Hey, Mango! 
Right, yeah, exactly. Hey, what are you doing? Mango. Hey, what are you doing? Mango. But Mango is still certainly feeling inspired by the... You know, for him, it is not a fleeting Mm -hmm. bit of admiration. Mm -hmm. He will hold that with him all his days. So Checkers is seeing the shades start to turn on us, and he's seeing all the other books in the audience start to riot. It's getting a little dangerous here. Yep. So he knows that his goal is to go and get plane spotting. So Checkers is going to try and slip into the crowd and make his way through to try and grab the book that he knows we need. Got it? I'd like to roll stealth roll. Ooh, I love that. And this is Checkers doing yes. it specifically, yeah. not the 10 by yes. 10 sphere yeah. of Mango. Exactly. Who, Checkers. Who, who a moment ago, the entire arena was chanting yeah. his name. He's not trying to slip Correct. and notice. Right. Great. I love Checkers that. is using the opportunity that Mango has bought him, and also Val, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> mostly All Mango. Yeah. Mostly All Mango. <laughs> so I have a 15 for stealth. Oh, that is just a failure, yeah. unfortunately. So like one of the shades sees what he's trying to do and just like body checks him on the way over. <laughs> yeah, and like starts to follow you into the crowd and now are kind of like grappling you and yeah. stuff. So yeah, yeah. self. Pandemonium has broken loose all around you. You see that one half of the party is kind of now out into the crowd a little bit. You can just maybe barely see the comforting orb of Mango on the other side of the mountainous horizon. And you can see that both you and Kaskrin now are kind of right at the outskirts of where the crag meets the arena, but also that there are shades and maybe even some Larry's, Larry's Steveses who are now starting to bear down on you. What would you like to do? Self is going to turn around, kind of look behind him, spot Cass, and say, the shades are trying to stop us. Once we grab the book, you're going to have to start throwing shade. And <laughs> what, what skill would you like to use? No, 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 that's, that's not uh-huh. it. That, no, that is, that no, is not no, it. No, that Steve. Steve. Roll, Steve. <laughs> that's your whole turn. Took an action. Yeah, that. that's wow. That's how you wanted to spend your time. Wow, so, great, great, good show. Good, good show. Good podcast. Pun, pun, pun should be right in between persuasion and religion, right? That's where that goes. Yeah, <laughs> you have bard levels of proficiency. Yeah. Yep. But my plan is to. I am going to try to read the crowd and determine where they are going to be moving next so that I can make my way through it to get to Arcane Anthony's amazing Atlas and Almanac. Yep, I love that. And I would like to use Insight in order to do that. That's an 18 on the die for a total of 24. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, you're doing so well today, Dice. (laughs) You see a beautiful yet violent and horrible tapestry of pseudo-mortality out in front of you, a beautiful ballet of senseless violence (laughs) that you're able to read perfectly like a book. And you are able... Because they are. Yeah, well, hey, hey, good job. Good job, Nathan. Good job, me. And good job, Steve, for catching it. That you are able to see no problem and able to maybe even start to guide Kaskrin kind of through and kind of find yourself there right where you're supposed to be. You just kind of pop out, and there's the book you're looking for. Come with me if you want to live. (laughs) (laughs) On the other side of things, Velasca Carter, you are still on a mango. Mm -hmm. Checkers has tried to work his way into the crowd a little bit, but is now being surrounded and accosted by some of the shades. Mm -hmm. And what would you like to do? I would like to embody the energy that Mango, I presume, is giving off because Mango just saw 
somebody tried to physically harm Checkers. Oh, for sure. Yep. And sees that Checkers mm-hmm. is in mortal danger. Yeah, that's a no-no. So, <laughs> so, David made grumpy eyebrows, uh, right? <laughs> which I think everyone needs to know because that is correct. I would like, and I did, I specifically look to the dimensions of this. And I think <laughs> Every GM loves to hear <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> Good. I great. think it's right. Because I would like to touch a creature that is no larger than 10 feet in any dimension. And I think okay. we've decided yeah. Mango is 10 by 10. Yes, right. that is true. So Val would like to cast light onto Mango to make him like this fiery, burning, orange, 10 by 10 frog. Yep. So that he can march through the crowd and just like intimidate everyone with his storm cloud above his head. That sounds great to me. (laughs) And and we all know how much books enjoy fire. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) that's true. What would you propose that you're rolling for this, Sophie? I uh, love it, but, you know. I, I'm rolling Arcana to make the light as intimidating as possible and then relying on Mango to really... Bring it home? Yep. Yeah. I, I dig that. 21. <laughs> hey! All right, that is another success. Checkers, you are getting surrounded by all of these shades. Mm-hmm. You are... Quickly realizing, like, ah, uh oh. Yeah. I'm I'm in a little bit of danger when very suddenly a giant frog foot just stamps down on one of the shades. <laughs> and every all, all the rest of the shades just kind of step back as this beautiful, glowing, scary yeah, yeah, mango my approaches savior. you. <laughs> yes, exactly. They will weave tapestries right, yeah. of, of the image that you see in front of you. Would you like to react or say anything? Just uh, for just, fun. Just nice. <laughs> Valak reaches a hand yeah, down yeah. to get you on top of Mango. Yep. Come and, with me if you watch this. <laughs> and you guys both are able to really close the distance between yourselves and the book. You guys need one more success. Both parties are pretty much right at their respective books. Kaskrin Brightmane, what would you like to do to bring us, hopefully, all home? Kaskrin is being surrounded by shades who are trying to restrain him. And he is, like, struggling against them, like, pulling his arms back and, like, punching these shades in the face, these larrys to get them out of the way. <laughs> yep, just dragging yeah. larrys while holding on onto your feet. Really just channeling the spirit of St. Thixius yep. in this moment. Yep. Yes. All of a sudden, he sees one of the shades, like, lunging for Selv, trying to stop him before he grabs the book. And Kaskrin is going to pick up one of the shades and hurl him at the other one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. In an attempt to deflect the two. I'm going to roll athletics. Perfect. That is a 13. That is a fail. Oh, no! Turns out she is incorporeal. Oh, no. The shade just goes flying over Sel's head into the crowd and is quickly subsumed by all these <laughs> wearing panda hats. Yeah, and more like, just more kind on. of pile on. Checkers, it is top of the order. Again, both groups are on a razor's edge. Mm-hmm. You are both there. You are already have a good number of failures. So I'm going to say you have max two more failures before something bad happens. Mm-hmm. I haven't told you what that is. Nathan knows the answer, and you don't want it to happen. <laughs> Checkers, what do you do? So this is kind of a new situation for Mango. Uh, just kind of. Yeah, kind of. You know, he's on a He's game taking show. it rather well. Yeah, surprisingly, he's taking it rather well. But Checkers knows, like, beneath that calm, 
gentle giant exterior, he's, he's feeling a little spooked. Checkers is gonna try and calm Mango down in this moment as Mango makes his way past all the shades, past all the rioting books towards plane spotting. And I would like to use animal handling. To just kind of keep him on, on yeah, task. Right. Just put the horse blinders exactly. on the frog, basically. Exactly. Yep. Oh no! <laughs> you rolled two d20s. I know, I know. I uh, did not do, but the highest I have is an eleven. <gasps> Oof, that is another oh, no. failure. Self, self. It's up to you. Uh, so, so you are trying to just get Mango yeah. to keep moving, yeah. keep moving towards the thing. Yeah. But now more of the shades and more CB like an unending supply of Larry Steves are yeah. just coming as if Legion themselves yeah. are just swarming you guys and are starting to climb up onto Mango to unseat you while gently chastising you yeah. as they do. You guys are suddenly in a very precarious position. And it all comes down to one role. <laughs> <laughs> By Selv Astralin, which I think has happened before. Yeah, I don't remember, uh-huh. but I think Selv has been the last person at least one other time. Selv, you are being surrounded on all sides. There is a riot happening <laughs> all around you. What would you like to do? <laughs> right. Listeners, am... please know that Steve has his hand on his forehead. I haven't I seen, can see him getting Steve redder by the minute. Real life stressed. Well, maybe ever. I, I'm basically going through what are my best skills, right, uh-huh, and right. trying to come up with a way to incorporate that sure. into a, a narrative that will allow me to roll that skill. The next highest one that I have not used is survival. You can reuse one that you have used before. Steve, you have to survive a riot right now. Yeah. It feels very yeah. well. So it's like uh, I'm, to, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, based on the description, to, to follow tracks, hunt wild game, guide your group you have to through hunt fro- a wild book right now. You see uh, the tracks of uh, of, right. of uh, the almanac running yeah. in a direction. But the one that I'm, I, I have focused on is actually the last one in the list here. And it says, to avoid quicksand and other natural hazards. I understand fully that glorp is probably not a natural hazard. But in this circumstance... That radioactive it, green occurs in nature. It, it, could, <laughs> it could be a natural occurrence in this particular setting. And so I was going to try to avoid the Larry's Steve's with their glorp that are going to try to dump it on me to slow me down. There are there are a pair of Larry's Steves who also have kind of a, a similar looking vat that was dumped on Kaskrin <gasps> earlier. You see two more Larry's Steves who both seem to have slingshots that they are arming themselves with individual globes of glorp that are, are able to be fired out of this. And you hear a shout from one of the many Larry's Steves say, stop them, don't let them go any further. And these two kind of look at each other and they just look down at the ground in front of you and start firing glorp balls onto the ground. As the kind of area in front of you fills with the definitely natural substance (laughs) glorp, you can roll survival to try and drag yourself and Kaskrin through everything. Would you allow me to get advantage on this roll if I spend key to use Step of the Wind. I 
will allow it because it will be funnier if you lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Self, 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 self. And we'll see you next week. No, it's not. Nope. So I have a seven on one die, but a 15 on the other for a total of 21. All right. That is a final success. So Casperin self just kind of like grabs you and starts just kind of flowing very naturally through everything. And Mango on the other side of things is now just trying to muscle through this. And I'm imagining a side-by-side kind of camera cut where on left side, right side of the screen, Selv and Checkers both reach out their hands onto the books that, again, are mortal, are humanoid-shaped, but have no real discernible features. And they reach out and just kind of grab onto their cloaks at the same time. And as you do, they both just immediately turn into books that you're holding by the spine. Now, I need to ask, who are the two people who have the library cards? I think it's Catherine. Yeah, we didn't itself. plan this well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You've succeeded on the on the skills challenge. As the riot just absolutely bubbles over, and you all find yourselves holding on to the books and realizing that, oh no, we're not together and we don't have the way out of here. You have to make your way back across the crag one way or the other or to the top or some direction as shades keep coming and pressing down on you and as Larry Steve's prime says, you've ruined everything. This was supposed to be my crowning achievement. I've worked on this for decades, decades, I tell you, and we finally pulled it off. You hear over the din a massive roar as the spectral form of the serpentine worm that has been following you emerges. And it doesn't release its breath. It doesn't do anything, but it's scanning. It's looking. But that momentary distraction brings some of the crowd out of their battle trance. (laughs) (laughs) You all have a moment where everyone is looking at this creature and not at you to find your way back across to each other. How do you do it? So Checkers is going to look up at Val desperately as he's climbing up the side of Mango trying to get up to the saddle. Val, tell him to clear the area. We got to go. Val grabs the thaumaturgical stick and not knowing proper mic discipline, just fucking yells very close. <laughs> Cast <laughs> Oh, sorry. I didn't actually mean to you, do you, you literally <laughs> said does it without knowing proper mic discipline and then physically grab the, the mic filter yeah. and, and lean pressed into it and like I didn't think it would actually close it. Yeah. I don't know. Sounded that's good called, to me. Yeah. It's called method act. Yeah, right. Oh, that's that's in. That's in. Staying in. Kaskrin, with a similar energy as he's being just surrounded and restrained by these shades on all sides, makes a last-ditch effort. He casts Enlarge on himself 
and suddenly grows to twice his size, throwing off these shades and like powering through towards Cell, just like pushing these books and pushing these shades out of the way, trying to make a clear space. And as Checkers gets to the top of the saddle, he just begins vigorously rubbing Mango's head. And I'm going to cast the spell Jump on Mango, <laughs> tripling his jump speed. And the three of us, Mango, Val, and Checkers, are going to leap 60 feet across the arena as the shades underneath just see the circular shadow of Mango pass over them. And Kaskrin has a moment to turn around and he sees the giant glowing Mango hurtling towards him. <laughs> he opens his arms, embraces himself, and like as like the two make contact, Kaskrin grabs Mango in a giant bear hug and tries to stay upright. Once Self sees the enormous glowing form of Mango, I pulls out the card we were given and actually slots it in like a key into a door, turns it, and opens the doorway just in enough time to see the area around him begin to glow as Mango gets closer. And Kaskrin finally loses his footing as Mango envelops him and he grabs everyone and tumbles into the newly opened doorway. As you guys fall through this door over the screams and yells of kind of the newly incited crowd seeing their mortal heroes leave the show you hear for one final time the voice of Larry Steves wait wait we'll never get a season two and then you are back you are surrounded by whiteness by nothingness and you see just on the outskirts of your vision the dwarven ghost Titanius who is very calmly sitting and reading one of his books. He looks up at you guys and says, oh, um, wait, you guys are back already? Already? What do you mean already? It's been like 23 minutes, I think. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and Kaskrin is like now normal size, just heaving on the ground. Yeah, 23 minutes. Still got like at least an hour, I think. But uh, hey, got the books. That's great. Also, I took the liberty of um, I went ahead and I grabbed the card of the the other book you guys uh, were looking for that, like uh, the romance or whatever. And, the courting but, of the coriander king. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that one. <laughs> it's um, it's weird. The card, I mean, is weird. I think Val, having not had to catch a mango. Yeah. And- <laughs> slides off a giant mango and curiosity is like i have to like these cards are already weird of course i have to go and investigate this and she will take the card from titanius and examine it instead of a note card it is a small envelope with a wax seal stamped with a feather on it now turns the envelope over and like shows it to the group and goes to slide a finger under the wax seal to open it, trying to preserve the wax seal as much as possible. Val, you 
crack open the seal and you see that it's kind of a beautiful invitation. There's calligraphy on it. There appears to be even some sort of enchantment on it where there's these beautiful green particles going across parts of the parchment and adding this very lovely wave of artificial texture to it. Could you please read what it says? Val holds out this card and addresses the group. The Company of the Golden Tree Adventuring Guild is requested at Feathertop Estates for the annual Emerald Gala. Hosted by the esteemed Lady Florentine Feathertop and her beloved nephew, Quincy Feathertop. Dining, dancing, and decorum guaranteed. And with that, we will see you all in episode 100 for our Regency Romance arc, baby! Bye! As soon as the words, well, as soon as the words ask, uh, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) That was an unfortunate stopping point. Clipped forever. (laughs) Well, I can't say Astro Crag because then we'll be sued. Yeah. As soon as the word Libro Crag, not I guess is said, but also echoes several times.